live. There we are, dude. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 147. I'm here tonight with Alex Miller. Yo. And newcomer Dave Gregg. What's going on? Hey. So, yeah, I, as you can see, we've, we've entitled this episode, hashtag fuck the Super Bowl. Um, you know, not to, like, I mean, I guess... Not and, to be disrespectful. Yeah, but <laughs> at the same time, dude, why do you talk so much louder, like, when we're doing the podcast than you do on soundtrack? Just to mess with you. It's, it's a lot of people do that, Is dude. But now, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, episode fuck the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. But uh, in all actuality, you know, we have a lot of friends that we love who are watching the Super Bowl right now. And many of the people that are on the podcast frequently are watching the Super Bowl. But, you know, we just don't give a fuck about sports, so uh, we're doing the oh, podcast. I like sports. Okay. Okay. You do like sports. Like, I sports do like sports. What do you sport. like, dude? Like field hockey? Uh, I like tennis, <laughs> the manly sport of tennis. Um, and I can <laughs> I enjoy tennis. watching football, but I will say what I don't get is that, uh, like, team loyalty, like, anyone, like, we're close to Baltimore, oh, the Ravens, or close to DCO, oh, the Redskins, what have you. It's like, I never understood that, and it, despite the fact that it's pretty ubiquitous in our, our culture because it's like no one's actually from baltimore or rarely you know on the, whatever team you're on and yes. even if they are even if they're from baltimore what the fuck does that have to do with you like you don't know this person you've probably never interacted with these people like yeah it would be so much cooler you're not baltimore wouldn't it be so much cooler if you were like oh yeah shit i went to high school with that dude yeah you know what i mean like there's some athletes that i'll, I'll support like maybe the an iota because like they're vegan and i'm like oh cool hey vegan athlete but other than that i don't know i don't i don't really care yeah i can like, enjoy watching it but that's about it yeah like when i talk about sports i usually like tell people if you want to understand how i feel about sports just watch basketball because <laughs> you know? i mean I, I really think the yeah it's, it's one of my favorite uh comedies ever if, if not my number one and, uh, you know, I just feel like it, it points out, like, just all the things that um, I find ridiculous about sports. And it, it's it's all things that kind of, like, talk me out, out of getting into them, you know? So the last time I saw that movie, um, it's not in a state of <laughs> being able to remember very well. So maybe you can go over why, why do they think sports are ridiculous? Well, I mean, they had uh, Preparation H Stadium, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and it was just like making fun of like all these ridiculous uh, stadium names, you know, um, you know, that was one of the things that they did. And then the other thing um, is it, it basically what, what you said about like, you know, players changing teams and nobody's nobody's really from the uh, area. And it, it seems like with uh, with basketball, it wasn't about any of that, like their sport that they invented. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, like a basketball was a real sport. Yep. Like, I mean, that would be pretty cool. Like. And yes, Adam, we do get laid a lot. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'd play bas basketball if it was a real sport. Yeah. I mean, I'd go pro. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like fucking awesome, dude. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, basketball, that that about sums up sports for me. And it's also, it's written by the guys who uh, make South Park, South Park uh, Matt Parker, no. Right, sorry, uh, Trey, Trey Stone. Uh, Trey Stone and uh, Matt Parker. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, like the other or, thing no, that... No, it's Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. But one thing that um, I also find weird, and um, like I actually have a coworker who... Um, said this just uh, last week. He's like, oh, yeah, we're doing really good. Like when he was talking about the team. And again, I'm like, this is not we. You're not part of it, and they're not part of you. They're that could also be like a form of like them owning it. You said a lot of people aren't from 
Baltimore. You know, right. A lot of people move to different cities, and that could be one way of people, I guess. I mean, I'm just thinking here. That could be a way of people um, embracing, embracing their, new... their, you know, their surroundings. Embracing their surroundings. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Oh, you're, you're good, dude. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, basketball is pretty sweet. And, you know, it's uh, a lot of times uh, I, I've went to Super Bowl parties in the past, you know, it's um you know if i'm not going to a super bowl party and if i'm just staying home by myself on the night of the super bowl i guarantee you i'm not turning on the television right like i, I just don't care you know really and, even and the if, ads? I, if i'm going to a party I'm, if i'm going to a party it's more or less to like hang out with my friends and you know eat some free food and in the meantime it's the fact that football is on in the background it's it's kind of it's kind of a bother to me you know it's kind of yeah. annoying but it's like you know hanging out with your friends it makes the party worth it commercials can be entertaining yeah, I mean, some people just watch the commercials. Yeah, Actually, I just saw the commercial for Solo, uh, Star Wars. Story. I don't know how you guys feel about Star Wars. I'm a fan. Yeah? Matt, yeah, yeah. Matt? I, personally, I am a fan of Star Wars, yes. <laughs> like like how big, though? Um, like... Uh, Here's here's my here's my whole thing with Star Wars. It, this uh, it kind of annoys the shit out of me every time a Star Wars movie comes out and people like uh, pick it to pieces. Like when when people talk about like uh, you know, and I I grew up. I was born in 1980. I grew up watching the original trilogy or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, episodes four, five, and six. And of course, you know, every kid that age uh, loved those movies, and they're good movies. But. Uh, then when I remember I saw episode uh, one and two in the theaters the day they came out and, you know, while I didn't feel that it was as good as the original, I still thought that in the grand spectrum of movies, it was still in the like 90th percentile of like, you know, better movies. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, it was as far as movies go, there were decent movies, but I feel like too many people like just pick them to pieces and just like tear them down as like absolute garbage when, you know, like. Well, did you did you see The Last Jedi? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I have not seen it yet. I want to. All right, we can't talk about that. Though. No, I, honestly, I don't care if you. Uh, I don't care if you uh, throw out any uh, spoilers. No, I, I don't want to. Yeah. I just. I don't want to. Yeah. I just don't want to influence anybody. I mean, dude, it's been out for like fucking two months. Well, I, there's I, no I, excuse. I think, You're think, in Spoilerville now. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think anybody who who gets complained, like, people complain about spoilers of about like you know shit that's been out for months, and it, it's just like, what the fuck? You know, if you really wanted to see it, you would have seen it already. Alex, yeah. did you like it? Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. Did you? Okay, that's cool. You didn't? I don't. I don't know. Oh, I'm still thinking about it. You don't know? Wow. No, I'm serious. Like you know, I wish I was one of those people that either loved it or hated it. Well, but I just, uh, uh, if it if it's not too painful for you guys, I did see my wife just joined. So if we if you could all say that it is great, so I'll have a unified front. And she gives did me, she not like it? She gives me crap about it. Yeah. So she saw it with you, and she yeah. didn't like it. Uh, I, no, she hasn't seen the most recent one, but she, she she'll make fun of how much I like Star Wars. She doesn't get it. it Star Wars is great when it's done right. I think. I, I mean, see, I think it's great. Because, <laughs> like, like for instance, you know, like I might play ten movies, and then it's nowadays, you know, even though I own like a thousand uh, movies on between DVD and VHS, at least. You know, I nowadays I'm usually just um, finding something on Netflix or Amazon, and I'm starting it up. And you know, probably, I, I think like probably like six out of ten of those movies that I just start up, um, I end up turning off like ten minutes in. And I'm like, oh, this is dumb, you know. Yeah. So, and then then there there there'll be other movies that'll at least ca- capture your attention until the end, 
and they really weren't that they really weren't that good mm-hmm. you know um but w- with star wars it's like I I always find myself enjoying it and wanting to watch it again. You know, I don't feel the need to like pick apart like every smallest minutia of the movie. And you know, the other thing that gets me too, like a lot of people are complaining that Walt Disney has uh, the Star Wars franchise now. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, what big ass corporation who um, is going to have like a, a great budget? You know, they usually put a lot of effort into their movies. You know, like what other entity would you want to own Star Wars? I can't think of one. <laughs> I mean, exactly. No, I mean, I think yeah. they've done a great job with the movies so yeah. far. Am I close enough? Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. you're good. Um, they've just they've done a great job with the new movies. Like Rogue One was awesome. I liked Force Awakens, and when yeah, you get down too. to this new one, like, you know, there was a lot of. Uh, I've heard so many of my friends bitch and moan about the political undertone and like the um, that they 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 put in there and. It, it's true. I mean, it's like you see it for the second time. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. When I oh saw yeah, it. The, but, the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like, you, you know, um, political um, uh-huh. ideals and opinions in it. Have you not? Yeah, no, I guess out? I didn't pick up on that the first time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've only seen it once. It's it's kind of difficult to discuss, like if you haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Because I'd have to get into specifics, so I'm not going to do that. But. You know, to no, be continued. I mean, like honestly, I, like I don't care if you uh, discuss it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, like I, I'm actually pretty interested to hear about it because, like, I, I did want to see it. I'm just busy, man. I, like, I work a full time job, and I've, I've got a little <laughs> one. You know, it, it's like I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. And, okay. And all right. I, I'm very interested. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. All right. So, some people have said I haven't said. Some people have said, I don't know how I feel about it, but it's like they are um, uh, trying to show you the the women being in control. Okay. Every point of position is the woman being in control. You know what I mean? And uh, Poe Dameron gets, you know, totally screws up everything because, you know, whatever, you know. Because of like PMS? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. You know, General Leia, stuff like that. I mean, I, you know. No, and I, I've heard people say that about the other Star Wars movies. They, they want to make it into some battle of the sexes, which is like, you know, I, I think it's just kind of ridiculous. I still thought it was an entertaining movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they are trying to say something, and, you know, I really don't care. I just thought it was entertaining. I mean, it was a movie meant for kids, so, or younger people, so I never picked up too much on that but maybe well, I, i'm, I'm, I I'm just saying something. just in the last jedi yeah, yeah, just, yeah that's what i'm talking about there was you know it seemed like the director wanted to push his political agenda on certain things and that's what it, you know or, or maybe some people just jump to conclusions too much i mean that's yeah. i mean as i'm saying i'm just kind of relaying i i have a hard time p- picking that out and saying yeah okay you know yeah. i agree with you i see what you're saying you know it's everybody was getting well, well and, and, and plus too i mean didn't you say like you have a daughter I do. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, isn't it kind of cool to know that your daughter will see movies where females lead, like, you know, strong roles and oh, stuff? Oh, don't get me sure. wrong. Yeah. I'm yeah. all about Which, it. Yeah, you yeah. I mean? I mean, I think I think it's cool. I, I don't understand why people get so triggered about all this shit, you know? <laughs> like the yeah, new Ghostbusters yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't see that. That looked ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it, it, was it was all right. Like, from what, it was all right. From what I heard, it was ridiculous. It was all right. Now, I'm not going to say I, I won't watch it. I'll probably put it on Netflix, you know? And... 
dude, I don't know. I might only last 10 minutes with it. I might watch it all the way through and be annoyed. I might watch it all the through, all the way through and, and love it. And, so, yeah, so real I, quick. I have no idea. Uh, Dale asked when we're going to talk about the Libertarian Party. That's actually ne- coming up next. So we will get around to that. Yeah, we have like 10 or 15 min- more minutes of Star Wars. And yeah. Then, then we're good. Okay. <laughs> Wait, we're going to get into Game of Thrones too, right? I know Matt wanted to talk oh about that. Oh my God, I have like so many conspiracy theories that you guys are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Matt might need to go upstairs while we talk about this. Oh no. <laughs> he has a no Game of Thrones rule. <laughs> uh, I don't have any rules, man. <laughs> it's like, I mean, so, uh, yeah. Um, yes. I don't know. So, uh, what do you think? You did you, you like the new Star Wars movie though? On, yeah. On the whole. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think they're solid. The new ones are solid. Yeah. Cool. Alex, did it feel good on the whole? It felt really good. On okay, the that's whole. good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, probably the the, the other topic that I, I know it had me in a few Facebook battles this week was, um, you know, um, like the the rumors going around. That Ron Paul was told that he that uh, or he was like disinvited or yeah or, or you know in, in other words like apparently you know some some people specifically the Mises Caucus um, and it seems like Michael Heise led the thing like he he was um, trying to get Ron Paul to speak at the Libertarian National Convention and you know I, I think that's cool and, and I think most uh, people that are into libertarianism right now you know, got into libertarianism uh, directly because of Ron Paul. He was most people's, like, uh, gateway drug to libertarianism. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I... He was the last person that I voted... The last time I voted was for Ron Paul in the primary of 08. Um, So, yeah, I think that's true. Um, What a lot of people have been pondering recently is, like, how many of the folks he brought over are they the folks we want? And is that perhaps why the libertarians have kind of an, what I would call an alt-right entryist issue, you know, that a lot of them broke away with Trump or the Molyneux types, you know, that type of thing. But, um, but I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I saw that Adam Bates shared a post, uh, from Andy Craig, who, was talking about what happened. Yeah, I just want to say fuck Andy yeah. Craig. He, I don't know. He's a piece of shit. Oh, he is. Yeah, like he um he unfriended me on Facebook because um I was ragging on Bill Weld because Bill Weld said that he was in favor of taking away the Second Amendment rights of people who are placed arbitrarily on the terrorist watch list. Uh, so you know, and, and essentially, Bill Well said that he was in favor of taking away Second Amendment rights f- um, without due process. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I, I'm just calling this guy out on that. And Andy Craig is such a fucking bootlicker licker that he uh, d- deleted me from his friends list. <laughs> and then, like, I sent him a message, and it, like, he didn't reply. And I mean, w- w- what now? You know, he's he's defending uh, like Ron Paul hatred, or basically, he's he's kind of saying like he's trying to make it sound like the the whole thing never happened. Well, according to him. Uh, Ron Paul wasn't banned or rejected from speaking at the LP convention. Um, uh, let's see. Some folks, he mentions the Mises caucus, basically reached out to Paul's booking agent and basically were told that uh, hit Ron Paul's speaking fee, which is like, they say, 35 grand here, um, wasn't paid. So, um, so, yeah, I think some folks were demanding that Paul be put there because, you know, fairly well-known figurehead, 
But um, yeah, it wasn't that he was banned or denied or rejected. It's just that the LP didn't want to pay $35, and I guess they decided to do other things with it. Well, I mean, Ron Paul is mostly everybody's favorite. And like I said, it it wouldn't be a a stretch to say that, okay, let's just be like extremely generous to contrarians. Mm -hmm. And we'll say that 60% of the people in the movement right now got into the movement because of Ron Paul. Sorry. I mean, you know, that's that's a fairly obvious statement, I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know. And then as far as like not wanting some people to come, like I I want anybody who's going to support liberty ideas. Right. You know, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like if, if you're not uh, violating the, the nap, you know, I, I feel like you're you're probably making the world a better place. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think nap violations are the, are the worst. Um, so, yeah, then uh, with the whole. So, you know, I, I don't I don't want to throw names out there to put anybody on the spot, but um, the uh, apparently they had a backer for um like to pay for ron paul and i even heard that um they've gotten in touch with the backer and the backer's still in so it, it seems like right now you know they have the money and you know michael highs w- uh, was has been able to set it up it, at this point though uh, and, and he shamed sarwark into changing his tune also mm-hmm. that that's that's something you got to point out there's uh screenshots of sarwark saying something to the tune of um you know, basically, Ron Paul talks shit about libertarian candidates. You know, because Ron Paul didn't didn't back Gary Johnson or Bob Barr, and you know, it's uh, first uh, you know backing Bob Barr. You know, I, 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 well, fuck Bob Barr. You know, and, and I think Bob Barr. I think it's fairly obvious to everybody that Bob Barr only did as well as he did because Ron Paul had brought so many people into the uh, libertarian uh, hemisphere of thought. And, you know, when in 2008, when Ron Paul didn't become the GOP candidate, they wanted to vote for a libertarian. So I feel like they just picked the libertarian party. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, Bob Barr got, I believe it was like a couple hundred thousand more votes than uh, Michael Badnarik, who got Mm -hmm. about 4,000 votes. No, sorry, 400,000 votes, I believe. And, uh, yeah, so he he didn't get that much more than Bednarik, but you know the difference was I I thought Bednarik was a, a very uh, you know well spoken liberty candidate. Uh, I liked him a lot, um, you know. And then uh, with Bob Barr, I can't remember a thing that he said. Yeah, I was trying to recall, and I I can't either. Yeah, and then furthermore, like I only voted for him because it's like I wanted to put in a vote of dissent ag- against the sure. two major parties. And I feel like a vote of dissent um, is a little bit better than just not voting because you, then you're lumped in with a bunch of people who may be ap- apathetic. Not mm-hmm. that everybody who doesn't vote is apathetic, but I mean, that's certainly the way that that is perceived. And I feel like a vote for a third party is a clear um, president uh, message of dissent. Yeah, could argue. Although, I don't know. I, I have this fantasy of like when election comes around and it's like 75, 80%. People just don't turn up to vote. Like to me, that seems that would that would be a pretty clear indication of uh, no confidence. But uh, but yeah. So so I'm always happy when I see like uh, even in the past election, it's like the people who didn't vote out uh, had a majority over all those who did. <laughs> so really, yeah. did it actually happen this past election? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm wow. sorry, it was the non-voters um, outweighed those who voted for Trump. 
um, and they outweighed those who voted for Hillary. Well, I, I believe that's always the case. I, I think it's something mm-hmm. like – it's something over, I believe, uh, over half the people that are eligible to vote actually vote. It's something a little bit over half. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're always going to have a, a, a – it seems to me you always have a majority of people – that you know, if, if the, who voted for nobody, nobody should, should technically be president. I get what you're, I get what you're saying, <laughs> right. but you know that that hasn't been working out for us. You know, it, it happens mm-hmm. every time. You know, and let's face it, a lot of people in there are just apathetic. You know, sure. and I, I think they're apathetic. I think their apathy does um, have some merit, though, because you know sure. who, who wins, a Republican or a Democrat, and not much really changes. Changes, right. you know. So it, it's like you know, why should you really? Um, you know, how much does it really matter? It's personally, you know, I, I like to do the pain in the ass and, and take the 15 minutes to sometimes it can be two hours if the polls are crowded, you know, right out of my day to voice a message of this of uh, dissent that's not going to be misconstrued as uh, apathy. So, and I, <laughs> yeah, at least that's just the way I look at it. You know, I, I, I'm not talking about throwing people out of the helicopters who don't vote <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, I i would go vote but that runs counter to my t-shirt which says already against the next president so i, 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 I have the same t-shirt and i go <laughs> yeah so <laughs> it's um yeah i mean it's just a, a reality you know i think there's no president in our lifetime that you know or who knows possibly even ever you know because i mean you can really you can really go back to a lot of the presidents and they, they did a lot of fucked up shit consistently yeah um you know but at the same time you know we were talking about this on the porch um when you you first got here you know we were talking about you know the you know like right now like uh you know conservatives love to uh at least pay lip service to um you know praising the founders sure but at the same time those same people will rag on edward snowden for breaking the law right you know for informing the people that they're being spied on um, and it's being paid for by the revenue that's stolen from them, you know? Right. Yeah, it seems like people who are into the founders fall, uh, fall into one of two camps. They either, I think similar to at least two of us, uh, Dave, don't know, don't know you well enough to say, but um, Matt and I were into the founders like earlier in our development, I guess, say, just because we came at it from a libertarian perspective. It was, hey, you know, fuck the king, <laughs> like, you know, uh, anti-taxes, all, all this stuff. But then there's this second crowd. Yeah, that, I mean, the founders were terrorists by definition. Uh, yeah, I, I love to hear Larkin Rose talk about it. He's like, they're cop killers. Yeah, and, yeah. and the same people that worship them, you know, will curse Edward Snowden. Right. Well, they're the second camp that come at it, not as from a, like, a principled libertarian or even liberty standpoint, but from a standpoint of like American exceptionalism, you know, like, hey, this unique thing happened in history and America is the greatest country and, you know, you know, wave the flag and anyone who's not American, you're spitting on the founders or the well, flag. I mean, or- like, I, I do think it's important to uh, to point out, though, that, you know, the American state was certainly different than uh, most of the states that came before it, you know, and it was founded on revolution and you know there there were a lot of cool ideas about freedom. I think the Second Amendment is is a great idea. Sure. You know, um, and you know just giving the people to fight back if they need to, putting the power in the in the people's hands. You know, um, so like I, I think it was uh, it was a general um, good step in the uh, right direction. You know, um, you know of, of course slavery was fucked up. I'm very disappointed that that, that they allowed that, and I. I I know that we are paying for those sins today. Sure. 
um, you know, with when you look at uh, race relations in in America. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, so you know, I, I wish that wasn't allowed, but I mean, what are you going to say? <laughs> it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, when you, when you look at that time, there were still like it was it was, you know, as sucky as it is, you know, slavery was more accepted in other other places in the world. You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it ended. I, I wish it never happened here. Yeah, no, you know? definitely. Of course, you wish it never happened anywhere, but you know. Um, but that, that's history, you know, and uh, we, we definitely need to learn from it. I agree. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, okay, so, so back to the whole uh, Ron Paul speaking at the LNC. Okay, so then, so it, it sounded like um, yesterday's Sarwar was a little salty about Ron Paul. And I got to tell you, like I, I know some some libertarians who have been in the uh, LP since like the seventies and eighties, and they're actually um, like some of those people really do hate Ron Paul, and they look at it like. Um, Does it go back to like the newsletters? Uh, no, it's not as much that. It's basically the whole the whole reason why they hate Ron Paul is because he ran as a libertarian in nineteen eighty eight. And then when he when he went back into Congress, you know, th- then he was a re- Republican, and they mm-hmm. they thought that he should have stayed with the party w- with their their team, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas like me personally, like I don't give a fuck if you're a Republican or a Democrat or a fucking Communist Party. <laughs> if you're saying what Ron Paul is saying, you know, that's what I care about. I care about the principles more than the party, and. I mean, it would be nice to see the Libertarian Party have some some um, have more success than they have had, and I, I do think they they've had some success. But I think you know we could definitely do better. But I'm I'm not going to curse Ron Paul because you know he was able to do great things from the uh, while being in the GOP. Now, did the GOP fuck him? Yes, certainly they did. You know, in 2012, they changed the rules to, uh, you know, not let him speak at the uh, at the uh, end debate right there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe he also had enough votes to where they could have called up for a vote to vote him as the nominee on the floor. And then they changed the rules the day of the election. So, yeah, the GOP majorly fucked over Ron Paul. The GOP also fucked over Gary Johnson because, um, you know, in uh 2012 initially johnson was running as a republican and he was actually polling higher than a lot of uh than a few of the other republicans who were actually allowed to attend every debate they only let johnson attend two debates Hmm. so and you know it's uh you know i I voted for gary johnson i i feel like he was the best person to step up to the plate to run as a libertarian party candidate you know, but do I feel that he did the best that, you know, of course, no, nobody's perfect. Everybody's going to make mistakes. You know, I, I feel like we, we could have had a better speaker, but nobody stepped up to the, the plate. I, I still like Gary Johnson. You know, he's, he's obviously not um, total purist. You know, he, right. he's obviously not as pure as Ron Paul, I, I would say. Sure, sure. And um, certainly not Bill Weld. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck, Bill, <laughs> fuck Bill Weld. I would say that. But uh, Gary Johnson, I, I felt was a huge step in the right direction. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, but, um, so it, it's come out today that, that Sarwark has said that of he's today, he sings a different tune today. He's like, uh, of course we'll let Ron Paul speak, blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, so I also heard from Michael Heiss, apparently they, uh, apparently their, their backers still in. So they're just waiting to hear back from Ron Paul. So it, it, it may happen, Okay, but you got to consider at this point too, after all this stuff that happened is, is, 
you, um, I'm kind of wondering if Ron Paul is going to be like, ah, fuck those people. <laughs> but and I, I would like to see Ron Paul speak. You know, um, I, what do you think? I, I don't have strong opinion on it. Um, it's probably been years, uh, probably since 2012, since I really paid any attention to Ron Paul. Um, I mean, of course, I know who he is. Um, I know, and I've heard like some of the controversies, but n- not enough to like really go into them. Like I know. Um, um, the newsletters were a big thing for a while. Yeah, the, the newsletters, um, which, that, which uh, were written by somebody else. N- nobody knows who yet because nobody's confessed to them. Right, right. I think it was still like uh, either signed off on his watch is the thing. Like he should have. Yeah, he, he was responsible. In, yes, while in he was in Congress, you know, um, right. While he was he was yeah. busy doing a whole bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. He was just signing off on the shit like he did and, every month. And yeah. he's a doctor, so you can't really read his signature anyway. So it could have been <laughs> <Right>. anybody's signature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, I was just looking up other things that cost $35,000, and apparently Little Yachty's Rainbow Grill from the Grammys cost $35,000. <laughs> okay. So if they want, they could you know go that way or Ron Paul. Well, I've also heard some talk too that uh, Ron Paul might even waive the fee or cut the fee back. To I mean, but who who knows here? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would like the idea of Ron Paul going there for less. You know, you're right. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, if, if they've got uh, a backer with a lot of money who wants to, you know, throw it up, you know, I'm not opposed to Ron Paul getting paid well for doing what he does. He does a lot. The dude's like fucking like 80 some years old and he still does his, the Liberty Report every day. That's like 15, 20 minutes long. And he does that every day. He's, he's still interviewed by uh, different media outlets. Hmm. Um, and then I know he writes at least one article a week for the Ron Paul Institute. And I, I believe he writes other things here and there. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, the, the guy's like really busy. He's, he's done a lot of work. Uh, I, I believe he actually he totally cares. And even whether whether he cares or not, what? Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, but I think the guy has uh, just done so much to build this movement to where like uh, and then um, I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of reaffirming, too, because, you know, it, it's I feel like my uh, major problem with the whole thing is with the uh, is with the LNC, you know, is with, with their attitude towards Ron Paul. And I feel like there's, there's like a lot of like libertarian fanboys who, who just get mad that Ron Paul was a Republican. But meanwhile, Ron Paul as a Republican was more consistently libertarian than uh, a, a lot of your libertarian party candidates. Right. Yeah, like Gary Johnson. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like, or, or, you know, more notably Bob Barr. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what the fuck were people thinking? Who, how was uh, Gary Johnson less libertarian than paul uh ron paul uh i mean at least ron paul would um i don't know he seemed to have like an understanding of libertarian philosophy and uh, would name drop anyone from rothbard to rand whoever and it just seemed like gary johnson wasn't so much part of the tradition as just kind of almost had some of the pop issues landed on the same side, I yeah, guess. Like I would say this. It seems like Gary Johnson's like a normal dude who happens to be fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a pretty cool dude. And a lot of people fall into libertarianism uh, fr- from that route. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and some people say, well, that's a horrible definition of libertarianism. I mean, it's one definition of libertarianism. You know, you can have your own. You know, I can have my own, you know. Mm. But uh, I, I I don't think anybody has the right to really claim a word. 
I mean, it's just a quick way to try and describe yeah. a, a concept. I mean, um, you, know, you know, Johnson's not as pure as I would like, but at the same time, you know, when I took the quiz on isaiwith.com, mm-hmm. you know, I, I believe I decided like 97% or 98% with Daryl Perry. Which, you know, I don't know. I just thought, like, he was just not the best person to sell the ideas. Like, you know, I, I felt that even, even Gary Johnson being less, quote-unquote, pure mm-hmm. was, was a better spokesperson. And, you know, I, I feel like he was – I still feel like he was the best person that uh, signed up to do the job. I, I feel like he picked a horrible VP candidate, you know. But, uh, you know, I don't really have any regrets about going out and voting for the guy. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's looking like like Ron Paul might go now. So that that's pretty interesting. I was up till like three o'clock in the morning arguing with people on Facebook. It was pretty pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I read some of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did you think, dude? I lurk. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta lurk. Dude, were you holding your penis while you're reading my Facebook post? Damn right. <laughs> Duh. So uh, I like when you said "fuck off," Josh, or whatever the guy's name was. Oh, uh, yeah, Joshua or, or Jeff. Yeah, so somebody was calling me like a hardcore liar, and I'm, I'm just like, like, how did I lie? You know? Yeah. And then uh, like one dude, one dude who's like uh, Jeff Sexton, uh, he ran as a Libertarian candidate twice, and he's just like tooting his own horn and shit. And then he's just telling me about how like what a big piece of shit Ron Paul is, and he's like, most people grow up and realize that. And I don't know, man. I, I've, most of the people that I've talked to um, haven't came to that realization, Jeff. And Jeff got super triggered and, and unblocked me. And, you know, it was uh, – not unblocked me. He, he blocked me. I, I was like, I don't know what I was, I was like, I'm not sure what that means, but I'm going to smile and nod. It's like, okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at – I just look at that stuff like, gee, thanks, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it was like – I felt like I was, I was having to argue some uh, ridiculously obvious points. Oh, you know, you know, one thing that Jeff said that was I thought was ultra ridiculous, he said that Bob Barr um, in the uh, – 2008 campaign was a better politician than Ron Paul ever was. I don't. I don't know enough to. Well, I mean, say you, one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, but you, you 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 just said that you can't remember a word that Bob Barr said. Right. That's exactly. True. So I mean, how good could he have been? You know, whereas like when uh, Bednarik was up there, like I was majorly impressed with uh, Michael Bednarik. Bednarik actually got arrested um, with along the Green with, uh, Party person yeah, with, for I that protest. Was, uh, okay, so I, I even remember Ralph, something Ralph about Nader. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Bednarik was was pretty fucking hardcore. Like mm-hmm. I, I like Bednarik a, a lot, and uh, you know, and then this is once again, I think I believe in 2004. I'm not even sure if if I really knew who Ron Paul was. Right. I can't remember. I can tell you this. I remember that I was into libertarianism for some years before I learned who Ron Paul was. And my immediate reaction was like, wow, there's this old geezer Republican who has gotten elected for like all these years saying all these cool things. I, I think this is this is awesome. You know, Ron Paul, I've said it a million times. He's like a glitch in the fucking matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Dave, we were talking uh, before the podcast started, and uh, so you were asking about Nexus. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, and I I feel like it's interesting to I have a little bit of Bitcoin. So I have like a very, and I actually watched like a big fat documentary on Bitcoin and like cryptocurrency. And at the end of it, I was like, huh, I don't get it. 
I get it. I get it. You know? Yeah. Well, like apparently anytime you talk about crypto and you're being recorded and you're putting it on the internet, you need to give a disclaimer that you're not giving financial advice. You're not licensed to or whatever. Really? So yeah. Or else like uh, people can like listen and sue you. Like even if I said that, um, apparently you have to give a, a, a disclaimer in this world of, uh, you know, I find that to be very stupid. I, I, I do too. And it, it basically, what it boils down to, some people are really stupid and then they're going to make stupid decisions from listening to, uh, either bad or other or other stupid people and like they're, if you're somebody in money and try, yeah. to, try to sue you like yeah. if you're somebody that works in finances or something like that or you've got but like me anybody who knows me enough to listen to me knows that i don't know what i'm talking about when it would come to something like that you know what i mean so i'm gonna take a different approach i'm gonna say definitely take advice from me i'm gonna post and a bitcoin address in the notes just send some money there and i'll double it and send it back just give me three months and then you'll never hear from me again. Really? No, I, he, he doesn't mean that. He doesn't even mean that. <laughs> Dude, you're going to get us like majorly sued. So anyways, so, okay. So with, with, with Nexus, Nexus There's is satellites, right? Uh, yeah. Well, let me, uh, so like a few months back, I was talking to Tim Davis. He's been on the podcast a few times. I first met him up at uh, Porkfest in 2013. I know a Tim Davis, but it's, I don't think it's the same There's probably a Tim million Davis. Tim Davises. I don't yes. know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he lives in Philly. Mm-mm. My guy lives in Annapolis. Okay. So, anyways, so Tim Davis was telling me he heard about this new crypto called Nexus. And this was this was months back. And at this point, like, I hadn't even bought any Bitcoin yet. You know, I am pretty technologically retarded. I, I carry around a flip phone. So, at any, at any rate, but I heard about Nexus, and I thought to myself, wow. And it, it seemed like it was, it was early, so you could still get it for really cheap, you know. And it seemed like something that I, I would want to throw money at. You know, so then and then a few months later, you know, I actually got into crypto. I bought my Bitcoin, my Litecoin, coin, my Ethereum on Coinbase. And then uh, I, I started learning about different altcoins. And, uh, you know, I, I, me, meanwhile, I'd still um, I was still talking to Tim Davis and he was always telling me about Nexus. And Nexus to me is just like uh, very interesting because it, it's um, the creator um, sounds to be like uh, pretty fucking libertarian, and uh, his father is actually the um, one of the founders of the SpaceX program. And uh, so, cool. Nexus solves a couple problems that Bitcoin has. You know, whereas with Bitcoin, if I were to ask you the two main problems, you would probably say that uh, transaction fees are too high, and it takes too long, sure. right? So um, Nexus is actually able to uh, fix these things or improve upon them, and they they're also forward thinking enough to where they've apparently made it um, made the currency safer against uh, like uh, I believe it's called quantum computers, which okay. are not yeah, even yeah. really uh, are not even really a worry yet. But you know, Colin Cantrell had the forethought to uh, you know do that. Interesting. I actually just went to a blockchain meetup. Last week, it was uh, Columbia, Maryland, um, where I live. Um, the meetup group is Columbia Blockchain, folks. Anyway, and I sat down next to someone who actually is into quantum computing. Like, his business is somehow related. And what he, he's interested in block, blockchain, and what he was interested in solving the problem of basically merging it with quantum computing. Because according to him, it's not there yet, but, hey, not too far um, where... 
you know, quantum computing is going to be a real threat to all the encryption methods that most cryptos these days use. Um, I have, for the record, I have no idea if this is true. This is just some guy I met. I have not kept up with quantum computing. The last thing I heard was like a year or so ago, and it's like they successfully ran a quantum computer for like moments before it like melted or something. But um, but anyway, it sounds like there are going to be advances. Um, but yeah, actually, that's probably something I should look into how where that is and and if Nexus claims to be thinking about that. Yeah, well, worth looking into. Well, I mean, like I would direct you to an article that John Vibes wrote. You can find it on the Daily Liberator if you just type in Nexus. Or okay. I can just send it to you. Sure. And then you can also go on YouTube and you can type in Nexus Colin Cantrell and you can look up the episode that he was on of the Crypto Larks, who popular okay. uh, crypto YouTube channel, and uh, you can you can hear him talk about it. Like, and I, I, I've watched a bunch of Colin Cantrell interviews and. Uh, uh, he's got me convinced that he, he's a pretty much a genius, you know. Okay. And then um, his father has this new thing called the Vector Program, you know, who once again is is one of the founders from SpaceX. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're going to throw up um, satellites that are apparently just like twice the size of a Rubik's cube. Okay. And they're going to throw up a, a bunch of them, and then you'll be able to get internet in places where you couldn't get internet before, and okay. you'll be able to do your uh, crypto um, off of these uh, satellites. So and it, it sounds like he's just like on all like would, would enable access to just internet in general and all blockchain in general, or is it specifically like programmed just for the Nexus? Um, from from what I read, it sounds like all stuff in general. Okay, cool. So and and I, I would imagine that when you look at the uh, you know when you look at a coin mm-hmm. and when you see like how much it could be worth, you know, mm-hmm. you look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin, there will only ever be a maximum of like twenty one million Bitcoin, and, and probably at least one or two of those have been lost. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 one or two million of those have been lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So you, you've got what you've got going on with Bitcoin is uh, I would call extreme scarcity. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at Ripple, Ripple, sorry, yeah. Ripple, yeah, Ripple, Ripple, yeah. When you look at Ripple. Um, I believe with Ripple, there's 68 billion. Correct? Um, for some reason, I was thinking, or maybe it's maybe like a hundred. Maybe it's 30 uh, billion. I, I don't remember, but it's like pretty freaking yeah. high. It's, it's really a, it's high. It's a very large number. So they've got this huge market cap, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the most it was ever worth per one like Ripple three and a half. was like, yeah, I think I think it went up to like 382. Was mm-hmm. was the, was I think I just heard somebody say it today. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you see what I'm talking about. It's it's basically you know whereas Bitcoin has went up to nineteen thousand mm-hmm. at, at a point you know yeah, yeah. and some people have said that Bitcoin can go up to a million so you know I don't see one Ripple being worth as much as uh, one Bitcoin but when you look at Nexus okay mm-hmm. Nexus right now it, it's it's somewhere around like the ninetieth um, place in the on the coin market cap and if you look at Nexus there's about I believe like fifty five billion coins whereas Litecoin has about fifty four billion coins. So if you look million. at million, I don't think. Uh, sorry, it, sorry, yeah, million. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, you're totally right. Okay. I just it was going to sound really stupid. <laughs> okay, so yeah, 50, 55 million coins. Um, Nexus has right now. Okay, and if you look at like Ethereum, which I, I believe has like ninety seven million coins, mm-hmm. and Ethereum was still able to go up to uh, about a, over a thousand dollars a coin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, if, if Nexus were to do that, guess, guess how much Nexus is right now? It's a few bucks, right? It, yeah, it's it's under four dollars right now. It's when I looked earlier, it was like three dollars and twenty cents. Mm-hmm. Where do you buy it? <laughs> exactly. So you, you get it on uh, a website called uh, 
Cryptopia, that's the place where I get it from. You can also get it on Bitrex. But uh, Bitrex, I don't believe, have accepted new people since like December 15th. But I see Nexus as a great way for libertarians to put their money where their mouth is. Okay. I'll be right back, but I want to talk about Monero, too. Okay, yeah. Dude, I would love to talk about it. Yeah. So, um, you, you can okay. get it. Okay, he's gone. Do you, do you really understand this stuff? I mean, you're talking to it like you really do. Do I really understand crypto? Yeah. I, I feel like I understand it pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm not a rocket scientist. You know? <laughs> you're not? Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, neither. I'm, I'm not a rocket scientist, but guess who right. is, dude? Uh, Colin Cantrell and his father, Jim Cantrell. They are rocket scientists. And Ron Paul. Give me one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so uh, actually, Ron Paul um, just spoke at the uh, Nexus convention. Does Ron and, Paul, I'm sorry, you, the, you think the, Ron Paul's the Nexus got conference. It? What if they offered to pay him in $35,000 in Bitcoin? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if Ron Paul or is Nexus. into any crypto. It, it's, it sounds to me when Ron Paul is talking about crypto, he's just talking about those kids and their crypto, you know. But, uh, I mean, who knows? He might have some crypto. Um, you know, he doesn't seem to hate on it. He definitely doesn't go like all Peter Schiff on crypto. Mm. But, you know, he, he might have some. But he did speak at the Nexus conference, you know. Um, and I believe they actually had... Uh, Anyways, they they had some other people there, um, but uh, Derek Bros was there too. Who's a cool dude? He's been on the podcast here before, and uh, apparently they they treat their guests very well, from what I've heard. Um, and uh, so that's one thing. I, one thing I like about Nexus, it, it seems to be the the most uh, libertarian friendly of the uh, cryptos, and uh, along with Dash. But uh, Alex wants to talk about Dash because there's uh, there are some things about Dash that that concern some people. Is that Monero? Is that what he just said? Well, he wants to talk about he wants to talk about Monero as well. But, oh, okay, uh, All right. yeah. But I mean, like I think right now, for instance, with uh, with Nexus. Like I bought my first 100 of them when it was going for like 350 a piece, and then it just so happens that it, that like not even a week later it went up to like 12 dollars a piece. But then a bunch of yeah, then a bunch of like uh, crypto basically crashed. You're and, rich. No. no okay. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Sorry. No, go on. No. The, then a bunch of uh, crypto basically crashed, and then uh, you know now it's down to uh, you know like in, in the three dollar range again. So. So yeah, it's been painful watching portfolio drop like, <laughs> like 50, 60 percent in the past well, few weeks. Well, dude, while you were draining your boy pussy, yep. Okay, we, we were talking about we were talking about. So Nexus seems to be one of the more like libertarian friendly cryptocurrencies, or mm -hmm. maybe even the most libertarian friendly. They even had Ron Paul speak at their conference. Hmm, cool. Uh, they had Derek Burrow speak there too. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, according to Derek Burrow, like they they treat their guests very well. And uh, but and then the pr probably the second most libertarian friendly crypto is is m maybe Dash. You know they are paying for for uh, Ben Swan to come back, are they not? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. At first I was like, is this? Are, are you being serious? I couldn't tell. No, seriously. Yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 me and Vibes were talking about this, dude. Mm -hmm. It's 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 like uh, it's you know of course everybody in Anarchrypt Anar rags on them, right? But you know you look at these other things, and they also had like Amanda Billy Rock be their uh, spokesperson for the longest of time, mm -hmm. and 
I mean, I've known Amanda Billy Rock for a while. I think she's really cool. Uh, I think she's a trustworthy person. Um, but y- you're probably going to bring up the uh, the pre mining of Dash, right? Or was it a pre mining? Or this guy was mining coins in his closet before anybody else could? Or uh, how'd that work? Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to pull up. Um, um, of course, I don't know why it's not loading right now. Um, see if I can load it to get the exact details. But yeah, basically. Um, so what I've heard is that. Um, there was a lot, there was some foul play and the um, genesis of Dash. Um, so it was not marketed. Like so, Some cryptos are very upfront ab- uh, about how the coins are created, are any pre-mined, what are the rules and you know stipulations. Um, with Dash, what I've heard and there's some youtube videos and i'll actually post a link to this one note where all this stuff is listed out with um links to videos where this one guy named evan is interviewed but basically um one of the uh, original founders uh, i guess of dash one of the main guys um pre-mined a whole bunch without basically explaining that this is how it was working and when called on it said okay yeah we'll give it back and then never did so that's just it seems like a little bit of fraud just went on. Um, let's see if I can pull up the rest. Oh, and also there's some technical concerns that um, it's not as private as the Dash marketers make it out to be. So uh, that, so there's some fraud in that regard as well. So they're making it like it's this privacy coin when it's really not. Um, I am somewhat technical, but I not enough to piece apart i basically go to people who do pick it apart and i kind of go with what they're saying and so far people that i think are reputable you know generally trust that's what they've told me so i've been skeptical of it but but i I think i know where you're getting this stuff from yeah and the people you're getting this from aren't they major shrills for ripple yeah well at least and also don't uh doesn't the ripple designer or the ripple corporation or whatever hold about 60 percent of the ripple right i'm pretty sure they were upfront (laughs) about it at the very least yeah so at least you know okay they were upfront about it but i'm just saying that that seems a little sketch yeah i don't um okay let's see okay so here we go finally got it to come it's coming up okay so here we go yeah, so here's a document basically with someone listing out issues they had with Dash. Um, so, hey, number one, it was built on fraud. Some guy named Evan cloned the Bitcoin code, then pre-mined it in his closet for two days while purposefully blocking other miners from submitting blocks. He claimed it was a mistake or a bug after he raked in a couple million coins. When questioned, he mocks the investor asking the question. Acts really weird, never really explains what's happening. He implies that he deserved the pre-mined coins because he put, quote, his entire life into the computers in that closet. And then there's a video link to that. Um, number two, still this guy named Evan, promised to give them back to the community and never did. He lied. He now claims that by holding the coins, he is helping the community. And there's another link where he says that. I mean, do Ripple claim that, that when they're holding the coins, they're helping the community? Um, I'm sure they're trying to put a positive spin on whatever. But um, at the very least, I don't think that they said it was going to be one way and then... Yeah, you're saying they were transparent about it. Right. And, and that's definitely something to consider. Sure. Number three, uh, they lie in their marketing, claiming that it's a totally anonymous and private coin. Uh, this is an outright lie, and it puts uh, people in the black market in danger. A bunch of smart people from Princeton were able to achieve 100% success in tracing Dash Wallet on the network. Dash is not anonymous or private, and using it puts you in danger You know, if you're trying to use it 
with anonymity. Uh, so don't. So anyway, uh, then there's a link basically breaking down what happened, Princeton. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll put this on PRL. Uh, number four, they purposely created a master nodes to lock up a majority of the coin supply and artificially increase the price so Evan can own a majority of them and continue to rake in fees from the dumbasses who use these someone else's words, not mine. Uh, dumbasses who use his network and making him even more rich by using his original pre mined coins to extract even more funds from network. Uh, then there's some statistics. Um, number five, Evan has a master key that allows him to invalidate all transactions on the network for the previous 24 hours. Um, let's see. And then there's a few links for people um, of, of notable people in the crypto world basically saying Dash is a scam. So, um, so like I've gone to a few of these links and seen it, um, and I haven't seen, not that I've spent a lot of time looking to try and find the retort to that but i just haven't seen it so uh i'm not personally invested in it so i'm not like uh, worried if it turns out to be untrue that has been enough to keep me away and if that turns out to not be the case then hey cool awesome if it yeah. is private and yeah. anonymous awesome personally i have not invested in it and, mm -hmm. and I, i'm where you are i'm yeah. just kind of playing a devil's advocate sure. because you know there are some cool things about it too which which i, I stated they are helping bring back ben swan right yeah Yep, yep. I like Ben Swan. Um, I appreciated his work. Well, I didn't follow him avidly, but when I I would see his stuff here pop up, and I always I generally appreciated it. But um, but yeah, the one thing that made me nervous is if the stuff that I just listed out is all true. And here's this guy who like his whole reputation is this investigative journalist, you know, reality check. And if he's sponsored by something that's kind of scammy and fraudy, it's like, oh, that's, I don't know. It makes me nervous. Like, cause I, you know, I liked him before. So anyway, so yeah, no doubt that that thought did cross my mind as well. Yeah. Uh, so these are all things to, yeah. If anyone knows <laughs> stuff about dash, um, I will post a link in the PRL group or I'll send it to you. And if you want to post it in the PRL group, just for folks to look at, um, I, again, I'm not personally invested, so I'm not offended if any of this, um, like these technical experts turn out to be wrong, but uh, yeah, I've been interested in Monero because from a technical perspective, that does seem to actually solve anonymity, fungibility, privacy, all that jazz. So I'm interested in that too. I, I do not have any Monero, but it, it, it sounds interesting from, from what yeah. I hear. It's the ultimate privacy coin. Yeah. Just some of the limitations right now are, um, wallets they they haven't made there aren't too many legitimate ones for them yeah i have heard the wallets yeah. are shitty yeah so like i have the main desktop one that was made by the developers and basically it's similar to a lot of the um the core uh, ethereum wallets where like you have to connect and sync up like uh, all the blocks catch yourself up before you can do anything and so that's not very useful if you want to hey just you know Anyway, but um, I heard there's a mobile app that's better. Uh, I just haven't used it. But um, but the technical um, details behind Monero is pretty cool. It's um, They basically hide when you send a transaction. No one can see where it's coming from, who it's going to, and how much was sent. Whereas with Bitcoin, this has actually been, uh, been a concern with uh, a growing concern of my Bitcoin. There are people who, who are – there's this new profession developing of like Bitcoin hunters – and what they do is like associate bitcoins with identities and, and you know and track it and stuff like that um and it's getting more and more sophisticated so 
whereas when Bitcoin first started, it was the Wild West. You have no freaking idea what anyone is. But now, um, you know, there's enough data mining going on that, you know, they're starting to put pieces together. And unfortunately, some people who made clumsy Silk Road transactions, that will haunt you until the statute of limitation ends, you know, on that. Um, so that's what I think Monero, um, I saw one headline, I think it was posted in the Anarchrypt group of like, police made a bust or something. And it's like, Hey, there was, this person had X amount of Bitcoin, X amount of Litecoin, and an unknown amount of Monero. <laughs> like they didn't know, they couldn't figure it nice. out. So yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in Monero. No yeah. Doubt, no doubt. I, I think... Gosh, just four or five months ago, I was like 90% Bitcoin, 10% Ethereum personally. And I now I'm like 45% Bitcoin. And then the rest is pretty even between Cash, Ethereum, Monero, and Ripple. So, yeah. And they're all in the shitter right now. So if <laughs> so. you had uh, would you if you had some money in, let's yeah. say you've lost about 25% of what you originally put in because of the dip. Mm-hmm. Would your professional financial advice not to be? <laughs> I'm not. A, don't, don't, yeah, seriously, don't you can't listen to sue me. him. Stop or, it, dude! You, you can't. Are you trying to get us sued, dude? Well, no, because we're putting on the disclaimer. That's all you have to do, right? No, but you just said he had professional advice. Yeah, I am we, not we, professional. Yeah, we're not professional <laughs> well, financial I know, advisors. But, but you can say that yeah, if you do the disclaimer, dude, right? Dude, come on! You didn't even smoke weed, dude. <laughs> But you, you, if you do the disclaimer, like you should just put the yeah. disclaimer like right there. That's right. It'll like, re- replace you know the I mean? PRL logo. Yeah, that's right. Just a disclaimer. And uh, you know, what do you do with that stuff? What do you just say? All right, well, it's going to go back up, or you know, yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty bullish long term. Um, I think I don't care. I think a paradigm I actually... that will. I think it'll become the paradigm of the future. Um, I, I really do. Um, so yeah, I think this is just, um, you know, it just it tanks every once in a while. It's not the first time; won't be the last. Yeah, let me tell you a story, dude. So I'm listening. So Rachel Bustle, she comes on the podcast. She was telling me that um, she actually had about twenty-two bitcoins, and then Bitcoin. It looked like it was about to crash, like majorly, and apparently she needed some money at the same time, and you know, it sounds like she panic sold. And she had 22 Bitcoins. Then Bitcoin went up to $1,000 like a month later. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, like I, I don't have any Bitcoin at this point. Like, I've actually sold my Bitcoin for... Right now, I, I hold some, uh, some Ripple, some Stellar, and a shitload of Nexus. Because, I mean... It's it's I kind of I feel like if I am gonna hit it I want to hit it with Nexus because Nexus is is the shit it, it's like I love it ideologically and I also love love it technologically I, I feel like it makes sense so um, but I mean you had me technologically when you said Rubik's cube satellites so I mean I was like sold well like at the in in it, it's it's my guess that as soon as these fucking satellites go up in 2019. Um, all the science dorks are going to be all about Nexus, and uh, Nexus is going to be worth a lot more. Yeah, because science dorks are like have money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 so anyway, th- th- that's my guess with Nexus. Um, you know, so you know, I, I love it because like I feel like it's going to do well, and also I love it ideologically. You know, um, so you know th- that's with that. But at the same time, I- I've got to say, like, if I had more disposable income. 
I would also want to be uh, doing pretty well in Bitcoin because there still is the possibility that Bitcoin could go to a million dollars. There still is the possibility. Like some people say that, and I'm not so sure I believe them because otherwise I wouldn't hold so much uh, Nexus and, and alts. But uh, there are people that say that um, everything besides Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum are just going to go down to zero and everybody's going to put their money into Bitcoin or in, in, in Ethereum. You know, there, there are people that claim that, you know. But, I mean, I, I think anybody who claims to know is full of shit because nobody knows. And it's, yeah. it, it's as uh, Alex pointed out earlier, this is like the Wild West of crypto. We don't know what could happen, you know. I, I would say some, some sound advice is to just don't put in any more than you are prepared to lose. You know, I mean, I I think I already forgot my password. <laughs> I'm not. I think I know it, but like, I'm like, dude. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you you could you could probably figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's uh, with crypto. It's definitely interesting, and, and I'm with Alex in that. You know, I think it, it could be the future of finance. And I definitely like how it puts uh, people working, um, you know, one uh, one on one, you know, without the uh, mm-hmm. without the interference of a third party, i.e., a bank. You know, yeah. Um, it, it seems to me to be uh, very liberating. So, uh, and it, it seems to me like it might be a good idea to get in on it early, or it, who knows? Everything could crash and fall to zero, and everybody just looks back at the the silly crypto traders, right? You know. But we do have a group on Facebook, by the way, entitled Punk Rock Crypto Traders, if, if anybody's interested in that. And uh, so, yeah, th- th- that's that's a pretty fun little group. I, I guess so that everybody's probably sick of hearing us talk about crypto now. But and uh, I guess next topic for tonight will be the Donald Trump State of the Union. I, to- I told you I didn't watch it. I I'm pretty sure I would end up on the floor drunk by the end of it. So I stayed away. How, how about you, Dave? Did you watch it? I don't have cable, Matt. Oh, no cable. Wow. No, no, no. All internet. Okay. So we're going to come back to that. Okay. Sounds good. And then, um, yeah. So, okay. The Trump state of the union, um, my good buddy, uh, my good buddy, Matt plus came over and, uh, he was just like, <laughs> he was, I, I didn't seen him in like, fucking well i just saw him at a friend's funeral like a week ago but before that we hadn't hung out in a few months because he's always like on tour like you know traveling the country playing folk punk oh nice and uh yeah he's fucking awesome dude it's i've known him since high school and uh he's like uh put on the state of the union address you know so we're just like watching it and we're just like you know just laughing because trump is like just so fucking ridiculous you know (laughs) <laughs> you know what? That might be the one that would be more entertaining than painful. It, it, it was. It's the most of any State of the Union address that I've ever watched, I believe. Yeah. I, I know that. I think I watched maybe a couple of Bushes and o- Obamas, not the whole way through, but I, I just end up getting mad and I turn it off. And but Yeah. Anyway, so oh, yeah, any he, anything of note? Well, yeah, there, there were plenty of reasons to get mad. You know, um, for one, he was talking about the ho- opioid epidemic, uh, opioid ep- epidemic, and he was talking about you know more war on drugs, which of course has not worked, and we've only spent like billions and billions of dollars on it, and uh, we only have more illegal drug use. Yeah. Furthermore, more people are killed by legal drugs taken as prescribed by doctors than all illegal drugs combined. 
So, you know, so that, that was pretty triggering for me. Um, and, uh, you know, Trump said a pretty creepy statement. It's, oh, yeah? Yeah, at the State of the Union, he said something like, uh, he's like, well, I hope this country doesn't need some, like, huge uh, disaster to unify it. What? Yeah, exactly. It's like, excuse dude, me, Matt. I have to go buy more Monero and guns, dude. It's it's I'll be like back. it's like he's speaking directly to the Alex Jones crowd. <laughs> only only <laughs> Alex Jones nowadays is up Trump's butt. Right. So it's it's not like I, I doubt he even said anything about it. How did he say it? I mean, did he like do it really creepy? Like, I mean, he sounded like Donald Trump. I, I wish Josh Dobolovicus <laughs> really was here. Ho- like it was like almost like a threat. He was like, "I really hope <laughs> this country doesn't need and he glares a big into the disaster camera. to come together." And then he was like, "Come together right now." <laughs> Yeah, man. He's you like, know, so get along, guys, or else I'm going to nuke it. You know, that's my big thing with Trump. I'm like, dude, I, I, I just, I'm afraid of his temperament. That's always been the case. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm like, dude, that's too much power to give a reality TV star. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it is. I mean, I have this like total love hate relationship it, with the guy, but I'm just like, Whoa. dude, I'll tell you what, I think that's too much power to give Ron Paul. I think that's too much power yeah. to give anybody. Yeah. Yeah, but so what do you do with it? Who do you give that power to? Because that, that's you, not going away. You, you just destroy it. I mean, you get rid of it. You give the the people more power. That's that's all the argument about like nuclear deterrent and stuff. About nuclear deterrent, the only thing that scares me about nukes is that the United States has been such a bully in the world for so long that you know, yeah, maybe we would want, we would want to keep that because it, it's the one thing about nukes. The reason why it seems to me that you know countries like. Uh, Iran or North Korea want to have nukes is because once you have nukes, nobody can fuck with you. So, I mean, it, it kind of seems like, like nukes are almost this, uh, this tool for world peace because like nobody wants to nuke anybody that can nuke them back. Right. Dan Carlin had a really good podcast series all about, um, you know, the, like the history of like nuclear weapons and like how it, you know, what kind of role it played in the world and things like that. And, it was just super interesting and you kind of realize like it's almost has become like this force for peace in some way because nobody wants to use them. You know, um, I'm not a fan. I still think Donald Trump, you know, uh, I'm scared of what that guy would do. I, well, yeah, but I mean, I was scared what Hillary would do. It, it sounded like she was going to want to go to war with Russia like ASAP. Like, you know, it's as soon as she became president. Yeah, but like I'm afraid Donald Trump would nuke a shithole country because they said his hair sucks. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's... I mean, he's willing to get into pissing matches with, uh, like, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Actually, I really enjoy that pissing match. You did? I really did. I thought that was great. All right, I'm going to grab some more rum if you guys can hold down the hatches for a second. Oh, no. (laughs) Abandoned ship. Yeah. Talk about Trump, dude. Tell us how you feel about Trump, Dave. (sighs) I don't... I don't know. Trump, Trump was uh, probably one good thing about Trump is uh, a lot of my family who's never voted third party or libertarian. I think for the first time they're like, Ugh. I think a few of them voted for Gary Johnson and a few of them just like uh, did a write in or, or some, someone else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's one positive thing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, what really makes me laugh is, is the people out there who won't talk to their fathers. Yeah. You know, because their dad voted for Trump. And, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, part of, 
you know, um, I don't know how old you are, but you know, like our generation, if you will. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I've actually, I've, I've had, a, I've heard of a couple of people who are like, I'm not talking to my dad because of it. Like, really? Yeah, I don't know. Is it that big of a? I, deal? I could see it. I mean, I could see being bothered by it for sure. I mean, um, I, I have one relative who's uh, re- um, really old, um, and she's. You know, social conservative mm. America patriotism. And she loves Trump, and sometimes she'll she'll start talking about Trump, and it's kind of most of the rest of us just kind of like oh, okay, like roll our eyes and like okay, and like let it go. But I don't know. I can see it being painful. I don't know if I would cut. Yeah, completely disassociating. I feel like there needs to be a little more than than that to uh, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to pull that severe maneuver. Yeah, I was just telling Alex about how I, I've heard of some people not talking to their dads because they voted for Trump. No, like like uh, I I actually had a friend who I somebody who I consider to be a good friend. Um, he actually unfriended <coughs> unfriended and blocked me on Facebook just because I voted for a third party. This is the day after Donald Trump went, and you know he just went like berserker. And started just yelling at. He was blaming like upsetting you for not voting for Hillary or something. Or um, no, well, yeah, he he was blaming everybody that voted for a third party because he was claiming that even though like, dude, whoa, chill out, look at the numbers, dude. Even if everybody who voted for, um, you know, third parties voted for Hillary, it's they she still wouldn't have won, you know. So, um, and uh, you know it. I don't know. I mean, personally, of course, I thought it was bullshit because I can I can speak for my for myself. You know, I actually didn't vote until I got into the Libertarian Party because mm-hmm. when I got into the Libertarian Party, I um, like prior to that, um, like I, I just realized that you know, like I was for like small government and freedom, and I realized like Republicans never delivered that. They're fucking assholes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so like. You know, like I just figured, you know, if you're dumb enough to vote, you're dumb enough to believe them. And, uh, you know, it's no matter who wins, the president's always an asshole. So but the, funny the, how that works. Yeah. And then uh, once, once I got into the Libertarian Party, I'm like, well, fuck, if these guys are going to put forth all the effort to fucking run for office, at least I can do is show up and vote for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's, a, it's a, usually a good step in the right direction. Yeah. But yeah, so Trump State of the Union that was that, that was that was definitely interesting. Um, it was it, it was it's scary too. But you know, I, I think it's it's really scary every time. Every time you you pay attention to any of these people, and uh, like I said, I mean with with Hillary, like uh, I, I think she okay. So question, Dave, if somebody had a gun to your head, right, and they were like, you have to vote for like Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, or I'm gonna blow your brains away. You know, who would you vote for? I actually, uh, I had a moment right before the election. I was going to vote for Gary Johnson. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know what? Let's, uh, let's go to the phones. Carl, you're on with uh, punk rock libertarian. I don't know how to answer this. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Actually, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> I voted for Hillary Clinton. Wow. So you were with her. No, no, no! I wasn't with her. Like, <laughs> right. like here's the but, thing. Here's but the yeah, thing. Yeah, so you, 
But wait, wait, you, you live in Maryland though, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. So was there any doubt in your mind that Hillary Clinton wasn't going to win Maryland by a landslide? No, no, no. So, you know, why not just, just grow a pair and vote for Gary Johnson? Uh, okay, so I, I honestly feel, felt like, and I still kind of do, that he is like Donald Trump is way too unstable to be president. And I get that that's like a total liberal talking point and stuff like that. But when I look at the guy, I look at his personality. Hey, man, I, I think agree. he's yeah. My parents aren't liberal and they agree. Yeah, I think he's I think he's completely fucking unstable. I hate his personality. Like I hate his winner loser thing. Um there's just so many things that really trigger me about the guy that I'm just kinda like you know, and when it came down to it, I was like, if he wins and I didn't vote against him, then I'll regret it. That doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I mean I gotcha. that, that, you know that what makes I mean? sense to you in your head. I think I think that was at the time too. Yeah, like yeah. I, now, if I could go back, would I have voted for Hillary? No. But so if you say you have a gun to my head now, I would have been like, yeah, all right, I would have voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah. Really? So, yeah. so, so now you would have chosen uh, Trump over Hillary if yes. somebody put a gun to your head? Yeah. So w w then, w what changed? Do you think? Well, I just uh, you know I I kind of think that the the world is. Um, there's a lot of conflict going on, stuff like that, and it's like you know all boiling up like a big zit, right? So it's going to pop, right? And that's what I'm afraid of is kind of like World War Three, you know what I mean? And I kind of feel like Trump is kind of lancing things <laughs> in certain ways, you know what I mean? Like in certain areas, you know what I mean? He's kind of just kicking things to up to a head. Dude, I don't know, um, man. Maybe he's like, maybe he's just like poking it, prodding it, like uh, bringing it on. That could be, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you know, but like. I mean, like, uh, honestly, like, I like the way he's been deregulating, regulating a lot of things and oh, yeah, uh, like the tax cut. I think that's going to help me. Yeah, out a I mean, bit, you the, know? like I'll be I'll, I'll be, uh, you know, I, I, will, I will readily admit that, you you know, you can give uh, Donald Trump props, you know, any, any tax cut is a prop. But uh, at the same time, you know, the motherfuckers talking about like spending more. But Hillary was going to talk yeah. about spending more, too, you know, and, you know, Donald Trump actually talked a better um, a better foreign policy game prior to you know, being president, you know, since he's been president, he like George Bush, like Barack Obama, you know, um, he, he, he's ramped things up, you know, mm. more people are dying, but both those presidents did it as well. So he's seeming to be more of the same in that way. Mm -hmm. He's seeming to be uh, more of the same in, in the war on drugs as well. Um, but you know, I believe Hillary Clinton was going to do those things and it, it was sounding like Hillary Clinton wanted to go with, to Russia war with Russia right off the bat. Who knows what have happened? What would have happened with that shit? And it, it seemed like uh, there was a lot of people in the media that wanted that too. Well, surprise, surprise! Mm -hmm. You know, Hillary's mm -hmm. the yeah. establishment candidate. You know, um, so Donald Trump is is kind of like, uh, you know, he kind of like puts a, a stick in the machine, you know, and like kind of like fucks it up a little bit. Like he like he's like uh, the enemy of my enemies, but he's not necessarily my friend. You know, I, right. I, I still I still feel that the guy's an asshole. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, at, whereas at the same time, you know, we had like fucking Hillary Clinton. We had a Clinton or a Bush forever, you know? Yeah, there's um, there's definitely something that's um, ad admirable. And I say this so. You're um, about to cringe saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something admirable about the admirable about the fact that um, I've what is I heard somebody say this. Trump's a moral arborist. Does that make sense? No. 
Maybe I got that word wrong. He's he doesn't flinch no matter what he thinks. You know what I mean? Like he, he's got to, He thinks what what is right is right, and he's going to go with that no matter how unpopular it is. Okay, yeah. sure. sure. I mean, where that's admirable, but at the same time, it's scary too. Oh, it's very scary. Yeah. But I and 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 I'm not saying that the things he thinks are right, and then he wants to act on are right. No, no I'm no saying doubt. that the fact that he is sticking to his guns about certain things. That's it, though. Like, that's <laughs> it. Like, you know. I mean, I'm just trying to put a little bit of a, you know, uh, there's a little bit of a silver lining, I guess. So, well, I'll tell you what, tomorrow what I'm going to... Silver a shit cloud. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow what I'm going to do is I'm going to look up, like, YouTube compilations of what folks have made about the, <laughs> the Trump's Day of the Union. I bet there's some good ones. I'm looking forward to the memes tomorrow for the, from the NFL because there was this guy who tried to jump over this other guy and oh yeah crotch went right and i mean it was i bet you it's over now right and not only that the guy he was jumping he grabbed his head i was just like that's gonna be (laughs) that's gonna be huge huge (laughs) so uh alex did did anybody uh yeah anybody in the talk uh throw out anything cool that we should uh discuss before we wrap it up here no i've been liking a couple comments um yeah guys any feel welcome we should have mentioned this at the beginning if you comment we are paying attention so yeah feel welcome to <laughs> ask a question I'm not. but no i've been keeping <laughs> i can't see that cool far. cool okay so um i'd like to remind everybody that we have a patreon now and i'm sure jared schneiderman will post a link somewhere in the comments so if, if you want to help us uh keep the lights on yeah uh, hit us up on that we also have uh t-shirts at um the libertariancountry.com and if you go there and you can pick out some t-shirts and uh, if you drop in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast you will receive a 10% discount we also have a website the dailyliberator.com where we make it uh, easy for you to get your thoughts and ideas out there to advance the cause of liberty so if you have something to say we provided a podium for which you to say it Um, just you can submit an article over there and that would be uh, fucking awesome and until next time live free or die wham <laughs> <laughs> oh and <laughs>